Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right, welcome in. Sunday, championship Sunday in the NFL here, January 28th. Welcome into the Fitness Fanatics. Uh, got a good show. Well, I hope we got a good show planned for you today. We don't have any guests today, but Nicole just got done reading a book. Um, so we want to talk about this book. That's going to kind of be our subject. Uh, and the name of the book is... You're looking right I at can't, it. Outlive, it's called. I think she got that to try to outlive me. No. No? Outlive this. Oh, okay. the, I honestly... Okay, so I checked it, the audiobook out at... Um, you're supposed to be looking for something right now, Jeff. I'm just turning um, my headset up. Okay. I uh, had had reserved it on the Libby app or whatever for, and it was a like three month wait to get this audiobook, and so now I can't even remember where I heard from, about it from because <laughs> I had it on hold for so long. But it's called "Outlive: The Science and Art of Longevity" by Peter Atia, or at. I don't know how his name is pronounced, but it's just a really good. It aligns with a lot of the stuff that I talk about and think about as far as health and wellness goes, like the long-term benefits of moving your body and exercise and nutrition and sleep. So I just thought we would kind of hit on some of the stuff on in there. So we're we're going to look more towards, yeah, like long-term instead of short-term. Yeah, longevity. Life, longevity, living yes. Living a, you know of a healthy life a long time. Cause we're also focused on the here and now, like the, our short term successes. Yeah. Like, like a number on the scale or it yes. will do, that's the big one. Yes. Um, people focusing on weight loss, but for like to the detriment of their long-term kind mm -hmm. of health. So I like to look at that. This, the longevity side of it, why it's important to be able to do simple things like, get down on the ground and stand and get back up stuff like that. Little things that are important that, um, that just you need as you get older. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. It's going to be kind of the theme of the show, but of course not yet because first we have to talk about football. Well, you know, there's only three games left. <laughs> oh, then we're not going to talk about football. And anymore. then there's, no, there won't be anything <laughs> to talk about until August. Uh-huh. Right. Sure. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> but I do want to give a shout out no. to our sponsors, integrative life choices, ILC is hiring direct support professionals all over the state of Nebraska, full-time, part-time days, evenings, and weekends. If you're interested, you can apply at ilc.net backslash careers. Direct support professionals work to ensure a meaningful life for those they support. They work to support people in achieving their hopes and dreams. So shout out to ILC. Appreciate all their support on our show. All right. So... <clears throat> What are we going to talk about? Our, my, my football guy just left the room. <laughs> I know. Harrison's like trying to he do just out. He goes. He's working. He's trying to figure out he's some support. To, he's trying to figure out the aloe thing. So All right. Talk, tell, talk about how where people can hear. Oh, yeah. So throughout the show, if you want to text us, you can text on the Starter Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. You can also catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and what else are we on? Oh, we were YouTube. on Allo. YouTube, yes. YouTube. Um, Allo is having some te technical difficulties. That's why Harrison's yes. okay. working on right now. Normally, Allo channel nine sixty one. I'll tell you what. I'm. I'm, and I don't even think I've talked to you about this, but I'm. I've started to listen to when I listen to 
early break, I've started to listen on YouTube. Okay. Or before I would listen to it on the app. Mm-hmm. So what I'm really like on a podcast app or what app? Well, just the like ticket app? when it's live. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. So I'm really fascinated by how when I listen on YouTube, <laughs> I can pause the live radio broadcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, because like if I'm at the gym, like let's say it's this, I'm listening during the 7 a.m. class, right? Okay. So it gets over at 7:30. Right. Well, I'm not going to keep listening while. People are leaving and and stuff like that, so I can pause it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then when they when I and I can hit play, and I, it's just it's fascinating. It's like Why? TiVo kind of. That's what I was gonna say. It's yeah. no different than a DVR. But I didn't. I don't really watch any live feeds on YouTube. Everything I watch on YouTube is pre-recorded, but and I didn't. Uploaded. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that either. But yeah. so if you're listening to our show, I would suggest listening on YouTube. <laughs> As the one of the, because if you're on Facebook, you can't pause it. Yeah. Right. Something comes up and you don't want to miss any part segment of our show. Mm-hmm. So you can just maybe pause our first it. Segment. Maybe this one. Well, maybe this one, <laughs> but it's really, it's, it's really cool. I think that is cool. I didn't know that. Yes. But can, I, it's, I don't think I would be as fascinated by it. As well, you. I just, that's kind of just where I started listening to now. Not, and I don't really listen to it so I can look at the guys on well, sure. video. I yeah. just I like listening to it because like you said, I can pause it. Somebody comes up to me at the counter and yeah. just ask a question. I don't well, and have I to... like YouTube better for that too because it'll still allow you to uh to run in the background too of your phone or Facebook. If you go yep. to do anything else, it will kick you off basically. Same with Twitter also. Yeah. So I do like YouTube for that reason. I I use YouTube more like a plot podcast type platform where I'm not really what I the con- content I consume on YouTube, I don't usually watch the videos. I'm usually just listening. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I do like that. Just, so if you're out there, Good to that know. would what that's what I would suggest you listening to. So if you, something comes up or yeah. listen on YouTube, somebody tries to bug you, kids asking a question, you can husbands, just, you can yeah, husbands, you can pause. I swear, nobody in our house wants to talk to me more than when I have an earbud in. <laughs> Because I'm watching, listening to something. <laughs> well, nobody in our house wants to talk more than when the commercial's over and the actual show starts. That's what it is in our house. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> it was. It can sometimes that can sometimes rise to spoon level psychosis with you and how irritated you get with the whole family when we yeah, continue that's... talking or start talking. When our TV show is back that's, on. That's one of my bugaboos. <laughs> you ever listen to early break and you got Bill's thrills every Tuesday's bugaboo Tuesday. That's stuff that bothers him. And <laughs> so stuff that bothers me is when we're trying to watch like Survivor. And like we were just watching kind of a repeat Survivor on Hulu, I think is where our Peacock, right? Whatever platform. No. So but it has Par- to be, Paramount. Pl- I have no Okay. Idea. See, but it had to be with ads. So like there'd be 90 second ads. So. We're watching Survivor, and then the ad comes on, and then Nicole and and our daughter will start talking with like fifteen seconds That's left. That's not true. First of all, and then the all, show starts, and they're still talking about like I'm first trying to of listen. All, well, yes, that's probably not true. The reality is, we probably talk through the entire commercial break. You're just on your phone, whatever. You're not paying attention mm. until the first, the last fifteen seconds. So. I don't, you think we're sitting there like, shh, don't say No, I don't think you're, it's, it's a plot against me. I think we're probably talking the whole time. But it's, it's annoying. It's because you're terrible at multitasking. So you can't 
Katie and I could have a whole conversation while the show was on and still get a pretty good idea of what is on, what's happening on the show. Mm. You cannot do that. Well, it's it's irritating. <laughs> I want to pay attention trying to listen to what's happening. The way that, <laughs> you know, we have a remote and you can pause the remote. And and I do. It's very silent, but... It, somehow you make it a loud pause on the remote when we're so, talking Harrison, we're, through a you TV know, show. Our, our segment, the spoon segment, was so well received. Okay, like people were uh, people at the gym. This, were we just, didn't even talk about. They were just about this, they were just but. talking to us about. Oh, this is great. We're laughing. I just got caught up. People are asking me for the last two weeks. Have you found your spoon? Have you found? I mean, it was just like it was an incredible segment. I've not found. The spoon. So we're doing a little more of that, and and I was talking about them talking during a TV show, like when I'm trying to listen. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes he can get to that spoon level of psychosis. <laughs> Annoyance. Right, of like so the anyway, whole back family has, is like, you You literally just put a giant cloud over the living room when you act so that So what way. do I do with the remote? Like if we're watching Survivor, it's, loud it's kind of a big pause. one. It's a loud pause. I pause the television. <laughs> and then you look at us. And I just sit there. You know... Harrison, where I'm talking about that teacher that will just stop talking mm -hmm. <laughs> until just, everyone settles down. Yeah, yeah that's yes. what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. Like that's what he does when we get ready to it's so annoying. Sit down to watch a show. I'll even say like, <laughs> "Are we ready to watch, <laughs> or do you guys have more stuff to talk about?" It's let's, rude. Let's get it all out in the open I right now. I think that it's rude because for we one, sit down and watch it. You can pause it. So. You are putting more importance on this television show that can be paused <laughs> than the real life conversations yeah. happening in your household with your family. And I pause it. You pause it to show aggressively, respect. Aggressively, aggressively. It think, is not respectful. I don't think, it is aggressive. I don't know if there's an aggressive way to hit the pause button on yes, a remote. There is. Yes, there is. You look like I have like a sledgehammer and I'm just passive aggressive. Boom. Or a gavel in a courtroom. And I'm there you just go. Banging, Practically. I'm banging on the door. Order. Yeah, no, Order I don't do that. Court. It's just like oh, that might be a gift idea. We might need to get oh, you a three, little gavel. When all three of you are talking, I just pause it, right? It's I mean, passive aggressive. That is the definition of passive aggressive. Oh, okay, so anyway, that's just kind of what about thing that's bothering me. So oh, Harrison, we were talking about it, Harrison, because Jeff is amazed that you can pause YouTube. Yeah, that's like kind of the where live we streams, into it. and mm -hmm. then pick up right where you left off. So. Which is where I'm, I'm more leaning towards YouTube is, is like where I listen to, if I'm listening to Early the ticket live, yeah. I will listen to YouTube. So if I get interrupted, I can pause it, <laughs> answer the question, passive aggressive, and not and miss stare anything. at people until they stop talking. So it's really fascinating. So Nicole's like, yeah, it's just like deep TiVo, DVR, yeah. you yeah. pause live television, you can pause live radio. Which I did not know you could do that yeah. up until I mean, a couple weeks once ago. Once you pause it, it's no longer technically live radio, but yeah, but you don't. Yeah. I don't miss anything. No, so it's, it's okay. kind of cool. Anyway. All right, so we got about ten minutes left in this segment. Um, as if listeners of the show, you know, our kids are big Ravens fans. This morning at about eight <laughs> oh five, our son comes out of his room and he banged on the door as he came out like. Just I, I thought he was like trapped in his room for a like, second. Like, let's go. He just banged on the door like a couple times. Oh, like, like he's, yeah. boo, boo. he's fired up. Hyped. Like, he I'm already ready. has his Lamar Jackson. He or comes out in his Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson jersey. jersey. Yeah, oh, he's he's yeah. got the fit already. He's for ready. The day. Oh, he's ready. He's ready. <laughs> he's wearing his white 
Jackson, Lamar Jackson jersey to, today. Yep. And For now, I don't yep. know if he'll change it before the game starts. He said he's checked. He's he checks the injury report every five minutes. He's mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. We I, asked him where he was from one to ten for nervousness. What do you think he said? If you were a Ravens fan, what would you say? So, um, we're, you know, kind of going off of the Matt Dow, you know, he was a three, the (laughs) Cowboys fan in here. That was a three, the Cowboys Packers game. He was a seven, which I actually think is a pretty decent nervous level. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Yeah. But the Ravens are the better team, which almost makes it the nervousness level go up, knowing that they are better. They have home field advantage. They have more. Um, their roster is healthier. Yes, it's the healthiest they have been in probably five years. Mm-hmm. They're coming into this having played the hardest schedule, like, and yep. handily beating people. So, like, the more things that are in their favor makes it more nerve-wracking at the same time, which is why football is Everybody ugh, I listen to on the brutal. ticket has picked the Ravens, right? DP, Jay Foreman, Austin, Bill Bush, J- I mean everybody. The Ravens, 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 Ravens. I mean, but, so like, yeah, you, <sighs> you're you're you think they should win the game, but the X factor is Mahomes. Brutal. And when you say when you say these things out loud, you're just like, this is ridiculous. Like, they this is their sixth consecutive AFC Championship game. Yes, all five of the previous ones have been at, at home. home for them. But it, Mahomes' playoff career is thirteen and three. He's lost two times to Tom Brady. <laughs> so you take that. I mean, you just, okay, you lost to one of the best quarterbacks ever. Right. And those were, when were, when was that? One of them was in overtime in Arrowhead, which yeah. if it wasn't for an offsides call, the game was over on a game ending Tom Brady interception. <laughs> so that was one of his losses. Yeah. Basically the game was over if the guy wasn't offside. And that, I remember in that game, this is the first year we lived here. Uh, the Bucks are Bucks. Patriots had a huge lead, and the Chiefs come just storming back. Oh, and then God, that was the game where Mahomes didn't get the ball in overtime. Pats went down, and Rex Burkhead of the Huskers mm-hmm. knocked the Chiefs out of the playoffs. That was kind of interesting. That's nice. And so his only other loss outside of Tom Brady is to Joe Burrow <laughs> in <laughs> overtime. Yeah. So he's lost three games yeah. in his career in the playoffs, two of them in overtime and one in the Super Bowl. It's just, and so he's won 13 playoff games in six years. And and Harrison, how old are you? 24. Okay. Now I, I don't know. I think this is probably, I guess we can say in your lifetime. In the last 30 years, our team, the Bears, <laughs> have won four playoff games. <laughs> in 30 30- Years That's ridiculous. Four times, four times, and and th- three of them were in that back to back stretch where they, I mean, they went to the Super Bowl in 06, and then in 09 they won one. So th- that's where kind of they're almost their fourth. There were three right there in those two years. Outside of that, nothing. Four four games in thirty years. And then you wonder That's why miserable. Chiefs Chiefs fans are <laughs> obnoxious. I mean, they deserve it. They, they deserve it. Yes, right. Like yes. they have. Their team is just really good. It's annoying. I'm trying to like fact check it. And I'm like, it is just that sad. Right. It's a sad reality. <laughs> you don't even have to fact check no. it. It just is what it is. 
there, it could be worse than you'd still believe it. <laughs> four wins in 30 years. That's pretty bad. Yes. And so this morning, like the Lions haven't won a championship since 1957. Yeah, they showed a clip. That was on yeah, clips black and white. Uh, yeah, like so. The helmet with just the one little bar across the front. <laughs> yep, back in the day. Yeah. So yep. it'll be good. We we're 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 locked and loaded. We're ready. Um, Chiefs Ravens at two. Lions Niners at five thirty. Harrison, you got any any? Are you cheering for any one team over the other? Or are you just kind of like for a Super Bowl matchup? You just. Yeah, what do you just, think? Just Lions, Ravens. I just don't want to see the Chiefs win. That's pretty much it. Why I, not the Niners? I'm okay with the 49ers. Niners. Like, yeah, I'm not too indifferent. I feel like they got on paper. They should win it. Quote, unquote, should win it. But I, the Ravens, you can say the same thing. I just Chiefs, I'm just a little... I don't want the Chiefs to win. That's really <laughs> the only thing I have in well, this. I'm not going to be upset if the 49ers get another one. And we've seen the Ravens 49ers. Very recently, they played. Well, five years. Oh, the rape. Uh, yeah, Christmas. in the regular season. Yeah, right. regular season. They already played, so I think just from an entertainment perspective, Ravens Lions would be a good a good matchup. Well, and, and we've then seen, if the Lions and, and win, you kind of have to be happy for them too. Like that's pretty cool for um, the Lions to win. We've also seen the Ravens Lions, and it was a thirty-eight six. Oh yeah, beatdown. Right. Yeah, that the Ravens gave to Detroit. That's true. So that that I it don't just know wasn't that game, as much of a stunner at that point as the. 49ers Ravens game was yeah, the, kind of stunning. Yeah, that was that when was, we were kind of like, well, you were in bed, so you didn't really see any of it. Yeah, that's but probably why I don't remember it. But that no. was, yeah, that was when we were kind of like, oh, this was, they're pretty good. Yeah. And, and the Lions weren't that great at that point yet. Like they kind of had a slow start. And it's interesting, Harrison, that one of their best <laughs> defensive players was from the Bears, Roquan Smith. And I keep telling Ben that uh, Roquan Smith, did make it to the playoffs when he was a bear. He just didn't play in the game. So we'll just leave it at that. I think it's a good way to leave it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I keep telling him, I'm like, because he's like, oh, it's his first play. No, uh, the Bears did make the playoffs in 2020. He just didn't play in the game. Okay. So I'm always, I always tell Ben now, I'm like, well, hopefully Roquan plays today. <laughs> we don't know. He might just sit out. We'll see. <laughs> so, which the Bears could have won that game in 2020 in New Orleans with no fans in the stands. Like they were close. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe our best player would have made a difference. I mean, I don't know, but I'm still a little salty on that. Okay, I can hear it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yes. So I keep telling <laughs> right. him that. Well, let's All right. go to break and then we will start talking about fitness. Yeah, go to break. We'll be right back yeah. here on the Fitness Fanatics 93.7 The Ticket. Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in to the Fitness Fanatics. We have a new producer with us, so if you're kind of watching... Benjamin, who that's our son's name, so we were just kind of like, "Wow, this will be easy to remember." Mm -hmm. Yeah, Benjamin has stepped in well, for tag, Harrison. Tagged out. They, Harrison tagged out. Harrison tagged Benny. out. He's, he's yeah. feeling a little under the weather. <laughs> yeah. Nicole thought he just wanted to go home and start watching. No, I did not. I was giving him a hard a, time. I mean, six. There, we started this the NFL game day show. I know, just real quick. We're not talking about. We're football. not. But. There's six hours of pregame coverage today, so yeah. maybe he wanted to go. No, watch No, you of could that. tell he wasn't feeling. He was. The best. I yeah. kind of looked a little off. Yeah, and yeah. then which is fine. Yeah, I saw I'm this, glad that he could. You know, I saw this this kid woman around in the entryway, and I'm like, 
Looks like he's like 10. What's Whenever he, what's he, we say he like kids, it's, that's because we're old. So everybody looks really, really <laughs> yeah. young. Like we have a daughter. we're so old. We have a daughter who will be 21. Yeah. So our, okay. our kids are. And a son that's 17. Yeah. So you are definitely a kid so, to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's because we're old, not because, you know. <laughs> yeah, we are old. I know. But he is young. Yeah. Yeah. So Benjamin. This ben. will be this, you go by Ben. Ben or Benjamin? Ben. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Ben will introduce Ben to our audience since mm-hmm. they've never heard him before. On our show. On our show. So Ben, you are 19 and you are a student at UNL? Yes. All right. And what do you kind of do here at The Ticket? Uh, I'm just one of the radio producers, production assistants. So I usually do uh, Sunday nights and then uh, I'm doing a new show, the Dale Nebraskan show. Okay. Which I started at on weeknights from I 11 to 12. I saw it the other day. Yeah. Wait, okay. were you on yes last weekend? We were on Monday. Re- th- we were on Monday through Thursday every day this week, and but then at like night? on Sat. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. See and that. then on Saturdays. Okay, I we saw were the Saturday on. show, and I'm like, I think this is a new show. Yep. So what's the daily like? What if what's the daily? What's on the daily Nebraskan? Like, how did kind yeah. of that get started? So, well, first of all, as a student, I work for the student newspaper at UNL, which okay. is the Daily Nebraskan. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It's starting yeah, to so, make sense. So now. yeah. So I then. Uh, you know, in like November, I came to DP with the uh, idea of let's get, you know, some student journalists on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I was, awesome. th- I was thinking, you know, he'd say just like, you know, once a week or something. No, he was like, how about let's do every weeknight? And I was like, <laughs> all right. Oof, okay. All right, let's do it. So, yeah. yeah, we were doing just Saturdays during the uh, during winter break because mm-hmm. student because we're students. Yeah. A lot of them were out of town and yeah. stuff. So Back but now school started. We're doing Every weeknight, Monday through Thursday, might add another day as we get going. But that's awesome, very yeah. cool. So, what kind of content do you guys talk about? Just like up, like the stories that you guys are covering now, or um, yeah, it's hopefully when we start, you know, because we just started. Hopefully, we get some more feature writing going. We'll be able to mm-hmm. talk about that. But right now, we're just main men mainly talking, you know, Husker sports, like mm-hmm. everybody does <laughs> know, on these shows. Yeah, so men's basketball has been pretty big. Yeah, so awesome. kind of in the main thing. Well, yeah, cool. no, that's cool. Well, welcome into our show. We're mm-hmm. we talk mostly about health and wellness. Yes. So mostly. as we're going, yeah, mostly the first segment we usually talk about sports, but after the Super Bowl, we probably won't be a lot of sports to talk about. So you'll still talk about the it. NBA. Ah, yeah, we're we're not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then you got March Madness coming up in March. March Madness. No, Jeff and Harrison are both Bears fans, so they forever talk about the draft. Oh, yeah. for football. Yeah, we might so. do our, draft in April. Yeah, we might do our yeah. weekly draft segment. You should. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Analysis. Sure. Draft preview. Whether I like it or not. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's, so if you, as, as we're discussing, feel free to chime in. Yeah. Like if oh, you yeah. have any questions as, because Nicole, she's going to go through this uh, book that she's had just got done reading, listening mm-hmm. to. Um, so she has a lot of awesome things she wants to talk about. So it's going to be mostly yeah. her today and I'm going to. Chime You're in with my talk expertise, to. advice, or comments if, if I have any. You will have some. You'll so, have some. Where are we going? This is this is like what we talk about, you know. So the book again is called Outlive: The Science and Art of Longevity. Um, I really liked it. It's sometimes when you're reading health and wellness books, you kind of have to take the everything with a grain of salt because sometimes it's hard to find. If you're writing a book, there has to be a certain sensationalized to it. So a lot of times health and wellness books can be kind of polarizing. So it can't just be boring. Right. It can be kind of polarizing where you kind of have to have a radical view about something. And then you find your audience that can kind of follow you on that. So 
I do like to read or listen to a lot of books in that realm, but a lot of times you kind of have to parcel out what resonates with you versus, you know, not just following the trend of every kind of health and wellness thing. That's the dangerous part of the health and wellness because then you could just find yourself ping-ponging back and forth from, you know, different diets. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just, I there was a, oh, it's right here. There are 40,000 diet books on Amazon. It's it's a quote from this book. Yeah, I know. Yeah, forty thousand. Forty thousand diet books on Amazon, and then the 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 authors like they can't all be right. But that's kind of why I liked this book when I was starting to read it because you get into these, and sometimes you're like, same thing with like Netflix documentaries on health and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't take you very long to figure out, you know, which way this is gonna go, how this is gonna slant. What you know, you could have like. Obviously, we're in the industry, right? Yeah. So that we've been doing this for 15 years yes. um, at Farrell's and, and owners of, in, in case, Ben, you don't know, we own two gyms here in Lincoln, Farrell's Extreme Body yep. Shaping. Mm-hmm. We've been gym owners for uh, going on year 11. In June, it'll be 11 years that mm-hmm. we've been have owned a gym. So our goal as the gym owners, because we just don't have like a, standard gym where you just go in and jump on the treadmill and, and it's group it, fitness. It, it, yeah. It's not an on your own type gym. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's more like we're trying to help people learn how to eat properly and, and get into an exercise routine and, and see results and lose weight, feel better and sleep better. So we're in the industry. So yeah. like now I'm, I'm a little naive, so I'll probably see something. Oh, you're very the gra- susceptible. The greatest thing <laughs> yeah. that I've ever seen. And you're like, you are just relax. <laughs> yeah, that is you. Right. We don't want to introduce this good, to Farrell. <laughs> you're a pretty good target market for any type of new anything. You know? And our daughter is also. Yeah. yeah. She's, she she's very susceptible. She has, she's very discerning ads. though, too. She will do both sides of research, but that's part of the thing when you are, you just, that's my point of what I'm trying to make is right. that you have to, you have to know if what you're reading consuming resonates with you because there's agendas and a lot of stuff like this guy didn't write this book just he didn't spend all this time writing this book for it to flop i mean there's an right there's mm-hmm. a consumerism part of it where like he wants people to buy it so right. so this author he originally had gone to school to be a doctor and then he kind of got burnt out as a doctor he left the medical industry, like in his residency, he went on to do some like consulting in um, like banking because that's just kind of how his mind works, like finding problems and fixing them. And so he was uh, kind of went into banking and then he went, he eventually went back and got into healthcare again. But um, so he, this book is more where, you know, standard healthcare will talk, it's more that acute fix what's wrong with you um you know send you off on your way and you have to we'll see you again when there's a problem but he talks more about the importance of of living for long life for longevity so it's not to me it's not something that's super fad ish it's not there's not a lot of like that sensational he even talks about how he used to be a big um proponent of like the ketogenic diet and a big proponent of um, intermittent fasting, but then he talks about how he now knows that that's is a good strategy. It can be a strategy for some people, but it's not a one size fits all. So like those moments where he has taken a step back from what he believed and what he pushed for a really mm-hmm. long time. And he's taken a step back and realized that, 
you know, that maybe isn't what we should be focusing on on in the long term. So that's what I like about this book a lot. So the book, again, it's called Outlive, The Science and Art of Longevity. And just to kind of preface it here before we go to our first break, we're not going to talk about all of this stuff, but there's three parts to this book. This is just for if if any of our listeners want to kind of check it out. Um, There's three parts to it. He talks about um, there's uh, 17 chapters and there's a there's chapters on like centarians, people who live over 100 and like how their lives look different from kind of standard American lifestyles. Now, can you imagine living to be over 100? I don't know if I want to live. If we have live... anybody listening that's over 100. I don't know if I want to live message. that long. Yeah. 402-464-5685. <laughs> if you are right. over 100 years old listening to our show, that is amazing. As Bill Bush would say, it's incredible. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if I want to live that long. That seems like... That's just such a long time. It seems very exhausting. No, mm-hmm. not exhausting, but it just seems like you have to go through a lot of loss if you live that long. Like you will have lost a lot of people in your life that are important to you. Well, my grandma lived to be 98 and she lost her husband of 60 years. She buried three of her children. Yeah. I mean, so that's, yeah, that's, that's not something right. I would like to do. Brother, did she have brothers and sisters? Oh yeah. Though they yep. Yep. passed Parents, away. Yeah. Yep. So that would be hard. So I don't know, but you still want to have, I mean, we all want to hope that we are vibrant in our older years. Yeah. So, yeah. So that they talk about that. He talks about um, just kind of the abundance mentality of our food now versus like ancestral dieting, not from a going crazy, you know, type eating ancestrally, but talks about that. There are parts about um, exercise stability training for like balance and stability and how that's important for injury prevention, which really aligns a lot with like when we were talking to Dr. Adam, I actually mm-hmm. messaged Dr. Adam yesterday and asked him if he'd read this book. Cause I'm interested in his opinion and he said he hasn't yet, but it's on his list. So, oh, so he's I'm, on the waiting list. Well, I mean, he's probably, he's, I mean, it's probably on his list of things to read at some point or whatever. So I'm, okay. a lot of it does resonate with, what he's talks about too, especially from that, the movement and exercise part. Mm-hmm. There's a smallish, there's a part about um, nutrition that's really good. Um, and then there's a sleep, which I think our long se- segment at 11, at 10, our top segment, we're going to talk about sleep because there's a lot in here about sleep. And I think sleep is one of those things that people don't really think about when it comes to their health and wellness. Especially when you're younger. Yeah. Or even our age, right? You know, we're mid forties. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not mid forties. Now Ben over there, when not he's yet. nineteen, he's oh, I have five no, hours. No, this sleep is really good. relevant for okay, Ben though. No, like as a don't, student, don't ask me how many hours. Of right? Sleep I get. Yeah, I know. So that's really as a student, that's a huge. You know, this is good content for everybody. So I want to talk, spend the bulk of that segment okay. talking about sleep, um, and then he also talks about emotional health, which is kind of refreshing. He talks about kind of mental health problems that he struggled with and how he had to go through like almost like a rehab for that because he was a a workaholic. So it wasn't necessarily a substance abuse issue, but he definitely had to take a step away from his life, his family to work on his um, emotional and mental health, which is really refreshing to kind of hear about. So it's just a really good and balanced book. So if there's anything, if you're listening and there's anything you guys want to kind of cover, let us know. 
kind yep, of text in or text 402-464-5685 or you can message us on facebook youtube twitch twitter yeah um but then so well when we talk when we come back i want to talk about probably we'll talk about the nutrition part and okay. then we'll talk about sleep at the top of the hour and then maybe we'll talk about uh maybe we'll flip flop and we'll talk I about how, how we'll see We'll talk about how my toes are amazing. We'll talk about that too, we will. right? Okay. Yes. Your toe mobility. My toe mobility is off the I charts. I couldn't find that part on the in the book. I'm going to try to find toe it. Toe mobility. And how that's important. And how I am off the charts. I'm intrigued already. I mean, it is just unbelievable <laughs> how I, I mobile my okay, toes are. That's not true. We do not know that for a fact, but we do know that my big toe mobility is absolutely atrocious and yours is like... I, mean, like, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. It's like Olympic it. level gold <laughs> well, medal. Well, we don't know that for sure. Standard. You're comparing it to me. There's <laughs> a simple true. test you can do. Maybe we'll talk about that in the next segment. Okay. So it's our short, short segment. So toe mobility. toe mobility segment next. Yep. A test you can do to see how mobile. That's right. So we're going we're gonna, to gonna break that down. <laughs> Coming back. So take your shoes off if you're at home yep. listening, if you can. And we'll do a little test. You don't have to have your shoes off to do it, but... Okay, but so let's cool talk about that when we come back All right. from break. Toe mobility <laughs> on Fitness Fanatics. Groundbreaking. 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be right back. Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back, Kim. Just got a quick short segment here. Uh, did you find the, the toe mobility part of the book? Yes, I literally right. just did. Just this nice. second. I know, that's crazy. I knew it was in this section, though. So we got some tests for you. If you're if you're driving, you want to pull over. Yeah, don't do it while you're driving. Right, don't try to do it. Yeah, pull over, get out of the car. Don't do this. And just let's see how 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 big your toe mobility there is. So. is. There are um, demonstrations of this and other exercises online um on his uh his youtube i feel like no it's peter slash backslash outlive backslash videos but whatever so you well, can find this memorized. you could you could probably google outlive book toe yoga because that's what he calls it and you it'd go. probably pull it up so anyway but All in right. the book it's on page so 278 tell us, tell us about this it's it toe yoga the importance of toe yoga. Okay. Um, it's a series of exercises, and I'm reading directly, but intended to improve the dexterity and intrinsic strength of our toes, as well as our ability to control them with our mind, which that makes me even more mad because I can't do it and you can. So that means there's a part of your mind that's stronger than mine, and I don't like that that's either. It's a big part. I'm going to have to work it's on that. Huge part of his Huge part. <laughs> That I also, got that explains sports, actually that explains more. <laughs> I got sports memory. <laughs> I got one section that's sports <laughs> yeah. trivia. Yeah. Right. And then I got the other section that is toe mobility. And I don't have any room <laughs> to remember that what you told me a yesterday. A lot more sense okay. now. Okay. But okay. so he and then he even says, because you're probably all thinking about this, toe strength might not be something that you think about when you go to the gym, but it should be. Our toes are crucial to walking, running, lifting. And decelerating and lowering, like when we're just walking and moving and stuff. The big toe especially is necessary for the push-offs in every stride. Lack of big toe extension can cause date, uh, gait dysfunction and can be a limiting factor in getting off the floor unassisted um, as we age. And I know. Well, Which I makes had, sense. I had turf toe once. Yes, you Me did. and Amon Green <laughs> had turf toe. Yeah. Um, wow. But I'm on green, you know, had turf toe from playing football. Mine was from trying to leg press a couch. 
in the basement <laughs> and it slipped on the carpet and it hit my toe and uh, it, I got turf toe. It slipped upstairs, I thought. Oh, upstairs, and then we yeah. moved to the basement. Yeah, sliding on a rug. Yeah, I was just, but anyway. So, so yeah, it, I know it, what it's like to you not do have to the use of my big toe. It affects your everything because it was uh, years before you could run. It, it was. It was yeah. a big deal. It was a big deal. So it says, if toe strength is compromised, everything up the chain is more vulnerable. Ankle, knee, hip, spine. So that makes sense. Not something you think about a lot. But mm-hmm. this is the one that he said. So it's like you're supposed to think about your feet as like the legs of a chair. So as you stand there, you're trying to feel each corner of your foot pressing into the ground, the base of your big toe, you know, the your pinky toes and your heels. So whatever. That's how that's grounding. That's how you're grounding. Now, this is the thing that Jeff can't can do that i cannot do <clears throat> try to lift all 10 toes off the ground and spread them as wide as you can were you spreading your toes really wide when they we were did this? spread <laughs> spread up. out so you lift your toes up so you just have your you know weight on your ball of your foot but your feet and your toes are up and your feet are spread now try to put just your big toe back on the floor ben are you trying this right now i can do that i think i would be able to do that i thought i could do it too <laughs> You we, better try I, I, it. I, I, we need so. shoes You can and keep socks your shoes off. on. No, I'm, I'm doing kidding. it right now with my shoes on, and I can't do it. So, <laughs> can you do it? I, yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think so. Well, he's so, young still. He should well, be yeah. able to. You're older than me, and you can do it. So, lift all of your toes up. I hope I can do it. And then try to just put your big toe down and keep your other toes up and kind of spread out. Mm-hmm. I cannot do that. Like, it hurts really bad. I, I'm getting better at it like i can do it right now with one toe right i'm doing it right now as i'm standing i stand for the show well i can't see so it doesn't count i know but only on one side and it hurts like my toe is almost wanting to cramp well and you can't even you do it and it's just like boop your toe touches the ground like it's nothing i can even alternate right left right left (laughs) i could put one toe on the ground and then go to the other side and just kind of like i'm tapping with my two big toes (laughs) <laughs> so what is, he's radio. very proud of this. So what does that mean? Like, what am I better than you because I can do this? Like, what's the what? what does it say like if you can do this, then this and this and this? Like, if what does this mean? If you can do this at all, it says mm-hmm. it likely takes a concerted mental effort. Your brain telling your big toe to drop or rise, which is exactly the point. Okay. One of the goals of stability training is to regain mental control, conscious or not, over key muscles and body parts. So it's basically my toe brain connection. <laughs> Does this mean anything in my life in general? Thing. You're something that you're better at me at, which just doesn't happen very often. Like <laughs> largely better, like by a large margin. You just did it like it, you didn't even think about it. It just happened. And I look like a baby trying to take their first step trying yeah, to do it. Good. So. But I mean, like, what does this mean? Like, if you have good toe flexibility, what, what does that I mean? I don't know. That it just means everything that I said before about how you're. Yeah, I, is... I already forgot what she said <laughs> from five minutes ago. <laughs> just everything that is going to be. But, you know, you will have that less of that limiting factor getting up off the floor as you get older because you can, you know, you have that flexion and extension in your toes. I mean, not that I don't, but, you know, sometimes you just have to use your little toe. Is this your something toe that we stuff? should be doing at Ferrell's now? No. Like warming up our toes? No. Like doing I mean, toe... foot, stre- foot stretching. Yes, that's important. We... But no, we're not trying to make We don't people... want to do any toe yoga. No, we don't want to do, do toe yoga. Just look up this video. This video. So if you're out there and you... But you're also supposed to be able to try to do the opposite too. So 
try to put down you just your big toe back on the floor and while keeping your other okay do the opposite keep your toes on the floor and lift only your big toe i can do that that one was seen that one seems harder yeah really because yeah. i'm doing that right now without that's that one easy seems harder. <laughs> but i also have this like <laughs> not expect to be talking about feet for this long but well, we're almost we've done. noticed i've noticed that when i try to bend my big toe because i kind of have to bend my toe to do that i mean you do have to um but my not like not my second toe but the third one like the ring finger of <laughs> the ring this finger. is riveting the radio. third one the third toe big toe second toe third toe so the middle one the middle toe yeah your middle toe yep. yes if it's your hand it's your middle finger mm -hmm. um my toe my big toe and my they're like connected in the sense that i can't move one without moving the other. they both move at the same time yeah yeah. I think that's me for, yeah, with like fingers sometimes and then also toes. Right, yeah, yeah. Like I can't move one without the other moving, which I think is part of the reason why it's hard for me to put just my big toe down. So hopefully we got some listeners chiming in here yeah. if they can. Nobody's message yeah. just on the text line. If you can do, if you They're can. They're all very busy trying to do this. <laughs> I know. If you see Nobody results. Nobody wants to admit that Jeff's better than them at. <laughs> yes. If you see results, text in 402-464-5685. If you see results. If, you, if you've done the test, <laughs> okay. let us know what you've, if you, it's, How it's okay. How you're, where you are in toe mobility on a yeah, scale of yeah. one to one 10. To 10 yep. Just let us know what One would be bad. Is. 10 would be good. I'm like, I would say I was a one. I, I've read this book last week, so I've been kind of working on it. It's improved. I'd He's say maybe I'm a two it. now. Okay. But I do have a lot of foot issues, and so that might be part of the reason why. I mean, I just need to strengthen that connection. All right, we got um, text. OG, oh, CJ, big toe <laughs> right, up is CJ. easy. Ten. <laughs> big toe up with you your toes down, but what about the other one? All toes up. All toes up, big, big toe, toe down. down. That's what we're looking for. That's the one I can't do. My All feet right. are cramping just from doing that this whole segment. So. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. <laughs> so please chime in. 402-464-5685. We're going to talk sleep. Yes. Next, which is going to be our, our big segment. Oh, we got another text. Notorious okay. BIP. This toe stuff is kind of weird. It is weird. It is weird, but it's also, you know, relevant to health and wellness. It is weird. It would be weirder if we were like live streaming our feet so doing CJ, that. That would be weird. Yeah. He, he's an eight so, not on that. So, we're trying to cut down the weirdness. Yeah, yes. right. It yes. is functional fitness. That's functional what we're talking fitness, about today. Talking toes. <laughs> and we're going to talk sleep yes. next. So don't go anywhere. 93.7 The Ticket Fitness Fanatics. Welcome into Fitness Fanatics. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right. Welcome in. Hour number two on the Fitness Fanatics. We had a pretty fun, funny <laughs> first hour. So if you missed any part of the show, you can check us out on any of the podcast platforms. You can theticketfm.com. We are under Ticket Weekends and Fitness Fanatics. So we're going to go twist our subject to sleep. And again, if you have any any comments, you can chime in on the text line 402-464-5685. I would be interested to know if you're listening right now, how much, how many hours of sleep you average a night. So if, if you're listening and you can text in. Yeah. So yeah, just let us know. Yeah. How many hours do you get, Jeff? So we're prob probably six. Yeah, usually nine p.m. six and a half, seven hours. We we try to go to bed. I mean, our schedule's a little different compared to Ben's schedule over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're up at three a.m. 
And then, because we have a, our first classes at 4 a.m. at the gym. So we're up usually 3.10 is when we, our alarm goes off at 3. And then and we give alarms. ourselves a 10-minute snooze. Window, yes. yeah. <laughs> 3.10. Yep. And I'll tell you what. And it's those, not snooze, because snooze can get you in trouble. We don't we have snooze. Two I have two alarms set, one for 3 and one for 3.10. So it's a little more intentional, I think, than a snooze button. Right. Where yeah. you're just like, oh, I don't want to get up. And you just keep hitting it, because that we can't, can't do that. That's just not an option for yeah. us. Um, so we just have the two alarms and sometimes I am up and I just get up at three or I just stay in bed when I'm on my phone until three ten, or, you know, so it's like, it's kind of a buffer. So we'd say just in case, or if we, if one of us, if I wake up at like two forty five and have to go to the bathroom, the I'll turn off that three o'clock alarm. So then it goes all the way till three ten. And then the three ten alarm goes off. And you think you have 10 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. Then set your Is own alarm. No. So then your... I'm like, then I get robbed of my ten precious minutes of extra. I forgot sleep. you were a grown man. Even even though it's not extra minutes, <laughs> I still get it anyway. Right. But, you got it. Un- and it's probably better. Probably better for me. It is. I don't we should wake probably up at three, but stop that. But the best feeling is when you wake up like an hour before your alarm. Yeah, an hour, ninety minutes before is yeah. kind of the golden and, time. And Coach Bush was talking about this. Um, on, on early break and I tried to find it, but I just couldn't find the segment because it's so true for us. Like, yeah, you wake up and, and you have an hour before your alarm goes off. You're like, Oh, this is the and you're tired. Cause sometimes I wake up an hour before and I'm awake and yeah. then that makes me mad. Cause then I'm just, well, I might and as then well just get up. There's the times where I'm like, I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I look at my phone. It's like two fifty seven. Yeah. Two <laughs> and the alarm's till. going off in three minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't make it. I can't make it three minutes. I got to get up. It's just how it goes. So, Or as you get older, the weirder one that really throws both of us off is when you get up because you have to go to the bathroom or whatever. And you are sure that it's like after midnight and it's like 10, 10. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm already up. Once. That's usually I drank too night. much water yeah. before bed or whatever. But it's like you wake up and it's 10. You're just like. Oh no! Is this going to be a night that I'm going to wake up multiple, multiple times? And the and the older listeners out there, they know what we're going through. Ben, he might not understand mm-hmm. the having to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, but the older people well, do. Well, for me, it's just because I really struggle <laughs> to get water in, so yeah. it's hard to. I don't know what the right cutoff time is to stop drinking water, so I don't have to go to the bathroom. But All right. Anyway, so six so, hours for me, I would say about yeah. nine, because we go to bed before nine. But I probably don't fall asleep. I'd probably say nine. Yeah, you're right. I go to sleep late, way faster than you. Yep. I typically will go right to bed. You will be up for a little bit on your phone. Um, so I say seven hours is my goal. Like I'd like to be in bed by eight, but eight thirty is about the limit. So I'd say seven is about mine. But so we're just talking about sleep and the importance of sleep. And one of the couple things that takeaways that I got from this book was, you know, because this author was going to school to be a doctor. And so doctors are, you know, famously sleep deprived, especially as medical students and um, just having to do all the stuff that they have to do and then their rotations and residency and all that stuff. So he definitely was, as when he was younger, was the, we'll sleep, I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of mentality. Um, But he was talking to um, like a colleague at one point about his sleep and one of the things that this person had said was if sleep was so unimportant, then why hasn't evolution gotten rid of it yet? So regardless of what you think about 
evolution. Obviously, we are we live in an evolutionary world. Like think we have adapted to our environment. So But we haven't adapted to not having to go to sleep. If sleep was that was not important, then we would have evolved out of needing to sleep. There's certain things that we don't that have to sense. do anymore, right? Like so you know, evolutionary, we don't ha have the ability to climb trees like we used to because we don't need to climb trees like we do, right? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. if it wasn't important, nature would have gotten rid of it. Used to have a tail. Right. Now we don't have yeah. that. Just have the tailbone that gets broken. Yeah, right. And <laughs> wrecks your whole rest of your life. Yeah. But um, yeah, so if it, nature would have gotten rid of sleep if it wasn't important to our well-being, which I thought was an interesting take. So mm -hmm. maybe that's something that people need to kind of remind themselves of. Um, but then the more important part of sleep is how it affects our brain, how it affects our metabolism, huge uh, consequences on our metabolism when you're not getting enough sleep. So like one night, one sleepless night or driving while tired is can be equal to driving drunk like yeah your your uh reaction times are going to be delayed obviously you're distracted because you're and jeff you know this because you used to work on the road you're a salesman and you know what it's like to be driving and have to crack the window to keep yourself awake yep. or make a phone call and talk to someone on the phone and then i get home and i'm like i don't driving. remember driving home yeah and <laughs> then you hours. get home and you don't even remember getting yep. there I'm just, yeah. i made it yeah that is, I know, we yeah. all know that. We all do drive when we're drowsy, I think, sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't because I like to be home when I'm sleepy. But for the most part, there are times, and I know people who have fallen asleep driving, and that is really scary. So it's really important um, for that just from a, like a, oh, not comprehension, but like a, just a, can't think of the word I'm trying to think of, but just being aware of your surroundings. Yeah being sleep deprived chronically can affect that. We all know that. If you've ever been around a toddler who missed nap time or who's up past their bedtimes, we all know what it is like when you're sleep deprived. And then you get to that or point. Or an adult. That's, well, adults that's too. Like me, me, missed a nap. Oh, if you miss a nap, yeah. Or you're we up, also are able to take naps most or we're, days. Or we're up past our, our bedtime. If I'm up past my bedtime, I will get grumpy. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. That's the most time that I, if I'm grumpy, I'm probably tired and it's probably past my bedtime for sure it reminds me of that <laughs> line from vacation when she's like clark you're tired you get, get weird when you're tired yeah. let's just pull over <laughs> and get a oh, hotel yeah. then what happens he falls asleep at the wheel <laughs> yep. bust through like, closed roads go another and... <laughs> hundred miles no problem <laughs> yes yeah okay right. yeah so if you've seen that you get the reference you know exactly what it's talking about so super duper important as far as our brain goes and part of that and he talks about this a lot with um in the book how nutrition sleep exercise how it helps cognitive i think that's the word i was trying cognitive. to think of yeah it helps your cognitive health so dementia alzheimer risks stuff like that poor sleep is kind of a precursor to um those kind of cognition problems happening as we age. So you're kind of speeding up that process if you're chronically um, getting bad sleep. So that's another reason why it's important to prioritize sleep. Um, and then talking about where that comes as far as your metabolism is concerned. 
because a lot of stuff happens when we're asleep metabolically. That's when your body is doing a lot of recovery, kind of that rebuilding of your muscles. And even in your brain, um, there's different stages of sleep. And your deep sleep is basically where your brain is detoxifying during your deep sleep. Not the REM sleep, like not the dreamy sleep, the like really deep sleep where if you try to wake someone up out of it and they just are like kind of dead to the world, that's when your body, your brain is doing a lot of cleanup. So he uses the analogy of like a street sweeper that comes along and like sweeps all the debris out of the street. Our brain literally does that when we're in deep sleep. But if you're not getting enough sleep, you don't get that deep sleep. So those kind of toxins build up in your brain. And that's where a lot of that cognitive um, decline happens because then it becomes, it's acute couple nights a week, couple, you know, whatever nights a month. But when it's day after day after day, it becomes chronic, then your body just really can't keep up. So sleep in that um, perspective is really important. But then from the metabolic part, it is really hard on our metabolism as far as insulin resistance. That's the precursor to diabetes. So um, pre-diabetics or people who are diabetic have that insulin resistance, and that can be affected by how much sleep that you get also. Um, And a lot of that is associated with uh, your cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone. And so if you're always in a constant state of stress, then it makes everything harder. It makes your body, it makes it harder for your body to um, use that insulin that's in your body. That's when you get kind of the higher blood sugar and that insulin resistance that causes kind of diabetes. So that's really important. But on the other end, you can sleep too much. Okay. Too. Mm-hmm. So there's also risks about people who sleep 11 hours or more nightly have nearly 50% higher risk of all cause mortality, like of anything. And if you, it makes sense if you think about this. So like Jeff, your mom is in assisted living now and she sleeps a lot. And that's as we age, that happens. Like you sleep more as you get older. And that's because your quality of sleep is not as good. So Mm. you're not going through those cycles of sleep. They're getting interrupted constantly as you're sleeping. And so that is a sign of like decline in your health. I mean, we already know her health is declining. She's in assisted living. Right. I mean, we're, most of us are always tired. She's not always tired. She sleeps a lot. There's a difference between being tired and like sleeping for large portions of your day. And that's kind of what you see that you've seen that firsthand. You went to go visit her and she was just like napping on the couch in the common uh, yep. area of the, you know, I said, mom, you look like a cat out here just yeah. curled up on the couch. There's right. All these people sitting around you yep. and you're just curled up sleeping. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that's why she's there to keep mm-hmm. her safe, yeah. you know, in those moments. But so too much sleep can also be just as detrimental um, because it's the quality of sleep that's being, uh, being affected. So that's where a lot of people with PTSD have problems sleeping and it's because they're not getting that high quality sleep. There are the cycles of sleep. So we have that deep sleep. That's the detoxification part of sleeping, um, helping our brain kind of clear out all the little extra debris. I mean, it's all very scientific. I don't know the whole, you know, dynamics of it, but, 
Um, but then there's also the REM sleep that the where your eyes are moving when you're sleeping. Have you ever watched yeah. someone sleep that whose eyes don't close all the way? No, but I've seen like <laughs> the stages of sleep. A lot yeah. of the time when I'm sleeping, I do like, you know, the wake up, fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep. Uh -huh. That's the worst. Yeah. Because like you don't ever, I feel like, no. get to that no, deep sleep. You don't. Yeah. 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 So you that's don't. when I have the worst time sleeping yes. is when you do that. Wake when you're up, woken asleep. up multiple times in the night, it, that's affecting your quality of sleep for sure. Mm -hmm. So that REM is where your brain is um, kind of filing away your memories and things that have happened. That's and it kind of detaches the emotion from your day, which is why you know that's the common saying of like sleeping on it. You know, oh, I'm going to sleep on it, and then you wake up the next day and you're feeling a little better about the situation. Well, that's because your brain is able to file that data, but separates the emotion from it. So you're not as, you know. I, I would use football as an example for you, Jeff, but you can never quite let go of the emotional. Uh, <laughs> it takes you I'll, a couple nights of good no, REM. I'll tell you, as, as you get older, and because, I mean, so our son, our kids, Ben, are huge Ravens fans. Mm. So, like, this is the biggest game in my 17-year-old well, yeah, life, right? Yeah. yeah. So back when I was 17 is in the height of Nebraska winning football championships in the mid nineties. Yep. So I was, the, I mean, you'd lose a game and it was just the worst. You, you're in tears and it's the worst thing ever. And they win and you're just, Oh, this is the greatest thing. As you get older, you have more <laughs> win or lose. Right. You still have to get up and go to work and pay your bills yeah. and your life basically doesn't change. That doesn't, <laughs> that's not relevant to what we're talking about. I thought though, it was. No, I was just talking sleep about on it. Yeah, I know. I, I get know over what you're things saying. a lot more quickly now than I used to. You do. Mm -hmm. Yes. But that's where that REM sleep kind of. So people who have PTSD, they clinically have less REM sleep while they are sleeping, which is why it can be harder to kind of separate kind of your emotions from like that reality. And so that is definitely something that is um, is documented in people who have PTSD. You're that's part of the chronic sleep um, problems that you can have with PTSD. And it does affect your REM sleep, which can affect your kind of emotional um, like awareness of things. And and they also did studies on sleep deprived people. And also, if you look, if you read this book, he literally has like 40 pages of very small print references, which I thought was great, too, because that sometimes can be lacking in health mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, health uh, books. Um, so he obviously references all these studies, but they did studies with people and kept them chronically sleep deprived. And it affected people's abilities to read facial expressions on other people. So if you're chronically sleep deprived, you will um, perceive other people as more threatening, more, you know, just like someone might you, you'll have more miscommunication with people. Like hmm. you see someone, Jeff, you would be a great example about this because a lot of times when I'm trying to talk to you, you're not necessarily listening to what I'm saying. I think you're just kind of like processing it in your head separately. And maybe that's because you didn't get enough sleep the night before. Or you haven't had your nap yet. So maybe hmm. that's why. Hmm. It's because so much of his brain is focusing on his toe mobility. Big toe, right. <laughs> Big toe. And sports knowledge. Right. <laughs> We, so oh, that's all interesting. Yeah. We do have a couple texts. Yeah. So Ben Garver, a couple texts. He had, oh, good. I gets love Ben. Six hours average, seven to eight on some weekends. And, it, and he tries to get a 30 minute hypnosis power nap on yeah. YouTube. 
in the afternoon when time allows. You two have YouTube does have great resources for like meditate sleep meditation. I use those sometimes when I want need to take a nap and, and he he also uh, uses a sleep hypnosis app mm-hmm. nightly. It helps me get better quality sleep. I'm usually in REM 15 minutes after I hit the pillow. Mm-hmm. That's probably a little too early for REM. Oh, maybe I'm- maybe not that first cycle of REM. In this book, he talks about sleep as being like in a submarine and the different types of sleep. So no, that makes sense as he's going down because the deep sleep is obviously the darkest part of being in a submarine. And then so all night long, you're kind of going down and back up and down and back up. So no, that makes sense. You have your light sleep um, and then you're going down a little farther REM and then you have deep sleep. Then you kind of flow back up. So what's the target number of hours that we should... So a couple questions, target yeah. number of hours, and then... Is this a you question or is this... Well, like, this is just for okay. I'm everybody. Just on average. Yeah, I'm yeah, just me wondering. Me and everybody. So average number of hours to sleep, and then, you know, everybody's busy. They got this going on. They got shows at midnight on the ticket, and they just can't mm-hmm. get to bed early enough. But like, so, I mean, what's what's our target number well, of hours? Well, we talked about that a little bit. I've where, already forgot. I know. <laughs> Stop thinking about your toes so much. <laughs> Um, we talked about that. So there is, um, there's something called your chronotype, which I have an aura ring that tracks my recovery and I love it so much. And it tells you what your chronotype is and your chronotype is basically, um, the type of person you are. So we were talking off air. Ben is kind of a night owl. I mean, you're here at the ticket nightly till at least midnight. That's when your show gets over. I don't get home till like 1230. Right. Yeah. So, um, Ben and I have very different chronotypes and that is basically kind of those, what makes you a morning person, kind of what makes you a night owl. So for me, my aura ring, I've been wearing it for almost two years and it can pretty much narrow down my chronotype, like my sleep window. That's the most optimal for me where you can, where my readiness score is the highest, my sleep quality is the highest, but it's also being able to balance that with my activity level is basically from 8.22 p.m. to 4.22 would be my chronotype. Now, I don't always fit into that, obviously. Well, because we're up. Right, yeah, because we're up earlier, but I also sometimes go to bed earlier than 8. So I do Mm -hmm. fall short of kind of what my morning chronotype would be. And You too, you would be a morning person. And you you were talking about also about like... Evolutionary. Yes, why we're different. So like Ben's chronotype, he's more... The night like, owl. He'd be like 1.30 a.m. till 8.30 a.m. maybe. Yeah, yeah I don't know. What that, something like that. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. There's just, you got to get that data. But yeah, talking about from that nature kind of perspective and back, you know, whenever our ancestral history, we could not all be on the same sleep schedule and survive as a species. If you think about it, like there were a lot more predators in the world <laughs> at a certain time for human beings. And so you needed people who would be up early, but you also needed people to be up late to tend the fire, to watch out for predators, to keep everybody, you know, safe. Well, and even so, now, like we need nurses yeah. and police officers. People and at the people, radio station. People, late. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, so you, we need people working overnight. Yes. Right. As we do people getting up at 3 a.m. to work. So to answer your question, there's not really a set like one size fits all for people. But we do know that uh, getting chronically getting less than seven hours of sleep can be detrimental. That's kind of the danger zone. But like 
four hours, five hours is really not. I mean, there's nothing. Your body is just really going to have a hard time recovering over that if you're constantly getting four to five hours of sleep a night. Um, but at the same time, anything more than like 10 hours is too much, too. Now, can, I, that combi- just your quality? can I combine my napping hours plus my sleeping hours? Well, I mean, I think that combined- works well for us. I don't know if that works for everybody, but yeah. using my like data from my aura ring because it also tracks our naps too. Um, yeah, it is something that definitely works kind of for us. It's not something that's it. But then at the same time for me, you take a nap every single day. I don't take a nap necessarily every day. Sometimes I can tell that if I take a nap, like if I take a nap, if I had a hard time falling asleep last night, then maybe I don't want to take a nap today because I need to be more tired at night when it's time to go to sleep. Yeah. But you can go to sleep whenever you're just. I don't know, you know. if it's good sleep, though. Your napping sleep yeah. or your nighttime no, sleep? No, both. Yeah. So you have to kind of learn for yourself, basically. But I thought that was interesting. And we all know that. We all know for a morning person or for a night owl, I feel great in the morning. That's I wake up with the most well, energy of the day and for if me. You, you talk to our gym members that work out in the evening they will say, I don't know how anybody yeah. on earth gets up and works out at four o'clock in the morning. And then I teach a 6 p.m. class and like my brain does not function as well. <laughs> right. Like I make more mistakes when I teach a late night class and I'm like, we always kind of joke around with each other. Like, well, I've been up, you know, since three o'clock in the yeah. morning. So this is a lot, this is a lot of load for my mind right now. I'm mm-hmm. usually done by now. Um, and everyone else, they're kind of at the peak of their energy for the day. So you right. got to you got to kind of do a little research on yourself. That's why we're all different, which yeah. also makes us not special. Nope, we're not special. <laughs> we're all not right. special. Well, we're going to throw out the break. We'll be right back. Stay with us on 93.7 The Ticket, The Fitness Fanatics. Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the Fitness Fanatics. I was just doing a lot of yawning uh, during the break. <laughs> we I think were up all later this, than normal. All last this night. sleep talking. It's like, I know. oh, it's making me so tired. He does have, I do want to talk about sleep really quick one more time because in the book, he references a lot of like online tests that you can take. Like there's a four page like assessment, a four page document. The Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index. It's a four-page document that asks you questions about your sleep over the past month. But then he also um, talks about this one called the Epworth Sleepiness Scale. So we can do this one right here. So you guys can oh, just... we have to write something down? No. Okay. I mean, you, you can as long as you can count by threes. Are you ready, Ben? We're going to okay. take this test. All right. Yeah. I the got it. Epworth Sleepiness Scale. Okay. It asks rate, uh, users to rate how likely they are to fall asleep in certain situations on a scale of zero, not very likely, to three. So you're giving yourself, you might want to write this down, actually. Uh-oh. All right. I'm Maybe. Get my notes up. I feel like I'm either a zero or a three on some of these. So the first one is sitting and reading. How likely are you to fall asleep? Sitting and reading? Yeah. A zero to three. I don't even know the last time I've sat down and read something. So. I don't even know the You're last time I read anything. What do you mean? Don't How you, do you read like your books or? <laughs> no. I don't sit and read because I would probably fall asleep. So I'm a three well, for that I mean, one for sure. And if I am reading, I'm reading like in the middle of the day. Yeah. So well, that's still like, I don't, that counts. If I would sleep at, if I would read at night, I would. Just yeah. like not retain any right. of it. So you're a zero. That's a zero for you. So sitting and watch reading. Okay, zero. Watching TV. 
Oh, very likely. That's a that's how I fall asleep. Sitting in a meeting or other public place. This is on average, not okay. you know, as a passenger in a car for an hour. Okay. Are we supposed uh, to be adding these up? Yeah, you're supposed to yeah, be adding right. them up. I got, okay. it. I, okay. I got it. He's uh, memorizing his. I have to type That's because you're thinking about your big add. toe. <laughs> Lie, uh, lying down to rest in the afternoon. We are, zero, we are threes. Mm-hmm. That's a zero. Sitting and talking to someone. Sitting after lunch without alcohol. So just. Oh, after lunch? Yeah. Sitting after mm. lunch or in a car stopped for a few minutes in traffic. Okay. The, a total score of 10 or more indicates excessive sleepiness and likely points to an issue with sleep quality. But I have a 13. What was yours, Ben? I got like a five. Okay. So that's pretty good. And we talked about this off air that um, uh, with Ben's sleep schedule being very different than ours, that's actually another very common thing. The younger you are, your sleep schedule tends to be you're up later yeah. um, and you wake up later where we're up earlier we go to bed earlier we're up earlier so that's normal I mean, you're getting the same amount of sleep yeah just yeah time. right yeah. you're getting the same amount of sleep you're just a night owl and we're a, and actually my aura ring tells me that for my chronotype there's a lot of trackers you can use your apple watches track your sleep i mean it's going to give you a pretty good idea of where you're at if you can wear your apple watch or garmin watch um to track your sleep but I am an early morning type and less than 10% of people are early morning, true early morning types. So that's super early morning. Like getting up at 3 a.m. Yeah, yep. That's what we're used to doing. It says, my chronotype says, you are a rare early morning type. You feel awake, alert, and energetic in your early mornings. For you, morning is the time to do a workout and intellectual work alike. You've already tackled many of the day's tasks by the time the evening task types are only starting. Mm-hmm. So... That's People come in to work out at 9.15. They're go, good morning. I'm like, I've been up seven hours already. I'm ready for about? lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's dinner time. I'm so, not feeling you guys are not procrastinators. I am a definitely a procrastinator. Oh, we're big, <laughs> oh, we're big <laughs> time. Uh, it makes it very easy to procrastinate because if I don't get something done by like 8 a.m., the I will have no more mental mm. capacity to be able to do it. I'll just be like, I'll do that tomorrow. I'm, yeah. I kind of thought you would that. not be a procrastinator because you just like do it right when you wake up. If I do it when I wake up, yes, okay. but I can also procrastinate detrimentally. Let's do it in the morning. Yeah, I'll just do it tomorrow. <laughs> do it tomorrow morning. Do it when tomorrow. I have more energy. That, no, I, I say I'll do it tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. I 100%, I was like this in school too. Like I would rather, if I had like a homework assignment to do, I would go to bed and wake up early to finish it versus stay up late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which our son stays up late and does his stuff. Yeah, like we don't. Need, we've stuff, never like, even seen him do a homework assignment his whole life. Nope. He does you don't it even know if he's doing it. Well, we do well, because we can tell if we he's can turning track. assignments in. Mm, yeah. As long yes. as that's always been his rule. As long as his grades are fine, then we don't really worry about yeah, it too much. Nope, nope. As long as you're getting it done. But so that was interesting little sleep talk. But I'm wondering, you know, hopefully you guys listeners took that little sleep score and um, that excessive sleepiness. That Some of the just listeners- means you need to work on your sleep. Some of the listeners probably fell asleep during that segment. They might. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you did, if you're on a three of you're, how likely you are to fall asleep listening to fitness fanatics, that's definitely. You're sleep you're up deprived. There. You're, you're up probably too late. a 
light, late night. It's 1030 a.m. right now. So some things that you can do. He doesn't really give a ton of like anecdotes. We're probably not going to talk about the other stuff. We just, we'll talk about sleep for this. Maybe we'll have to get into the other stuff next week. We will. Maybe we'll talk about it on a different show. Two segment. Yeah. Two two shoot show. Yeah. But, um, so he doesn't give a ton of like, well, yeah, he does. Um, suggestions. Oh, never mind. I turned the page and I literally just scanning sees like, I see like multiple things of what to do. How to improve your sleep. There's a whole. Yes. How do we improve our sleep? So this is the thing. I originally listened to this book as an audio book and then I bought the book to, to reference. Um, so I was probably a three on the sleepiness scale scale when I was re when I was listening to some of this book, because there are some parts that I'm like, Oh, I don't remember listening to that. But it's good that you bought the book. So you didn't have to be like, now, if you scan to about yeah. two hours in, <laughs> right. 225 will be it right there. Yeah. So how to improve your sleep. And actually, he probably didn't go over this. He probably referenced it in a thing. So how to improve your sleep. Here's some rules. Ten rules to improve your sleep. All right. Here we go. One. And it said, right. They're not magic bullets. They're mostly about creating better conditions for sleeping and letting your brain and body do the rest. The closer you can come to these operating conditions conditions the better your sleep will be so obviously this is not like health medical advice this is just tips on how to improve your sleep don't drink alcohol i got that down (laughs) mostly because i'm not of age that's true you're 19 (laughs) i know well good job that doesn't that's not always a barrier to drinking people just failed yeah so don't drink (laughs) any alcohol ever that's what it says period but again this is not you don't have to it's creating better conditions if you absolutely positively must limit yourself to one drink before 6 p.m okay alcohol probably impairs sleep quality more than any other factor we can control Hmm. don't confuse the drowsiness it produces with quality sleep so that's a good one no alcohol Mm -hmm. don't eat anything less than three hours before bedtime so This is one thing that we kind of talk about in the health and fitness world, because a lot of times that will be like a toxic health claim where they're like, don't eat after a certain time. Um, In in the terms of weight loss, your body does not care when you consume calories. Really, it's just it just knows if it's getting enough or if it's getting too much and it's going to kind of react accordingly. But I will tell you, with having a sleep tracker, my aura ring, um, if I eat a big meal too close to bed, it a hundred percent affects my sleep quality. Like, in fact, my aura ring will sometimes be like, did you eat a little too close to bed? Because my sleep quality was um, worse. My that favorite day. thing is a midnight snack. <laughs> a midnight snack is probably okay. Just like, don't like well, yeah, a like large ha- meal. Yeah. I don't have like a full on meal. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have a little snack, but like a large meal for sure. Okay. Um, because your body's then trying to digest the food when it's just, yeah, yeah it's just, you're gonna, not, you're not getting these cal, makes- calzones from this <laughs> no. pizza place down the street, right? <laughs> right. At no. 1230 before bed. Uh-uh. Okay. So that's one. I mean, <laughs> no. most of us do all of this stuff. So this is why we have chronic sleep issues. Number three is abstain from stimulating electronics beginning two hours before bed. Try to avoid what? anything involving a screen if you're having trouble fall asleep. This was written. This was written for the 1800s. How, no, it right? was not. How I couldn't. I I want to honestly try to fall asleep without watching. Yeah, Netflix but do you night. watch it or is it just on? You I know would what say I mean? I'm watching it, and then like what I could tell, I'm getting tired. I just like close my eyes. I'm just listening. Right. To it. Yeah. So, it's still not good for you. We, well, yeah, we, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it hasn't been two hours. Right. Yeah. We, we used to. 
uh, not have a TV in our bedroom. We used to not have a TV in our bedroom. That's probably mm-hmm. good. And then when we, and, and this was before we didn't have smartphones either. So like yeah. when we went to bed, we were in bed. There yep. wasn't any, we didn't have the King of Queens on. That was kind of show up. <laughs> whatever on. reruns are on Or TV. Everybody Loves Raymond or whatever was on at that time. Ben, ben watches Netflix. He's not watching like regular well, television. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could watch a show on Netflix. But then we had different working schedules. So that's why we brought the TV back, right? So yeah. I could go to bed and you could be watching, continue to watch right. football games you or were, whatever. You worked in the morning. Okay, well, we almost have to go to break. We're only on we're number fine. three. Let's number go. four. So we know we're already three strikes. Three strikes. <laughs> well, we're no, definitely only two only, or three. Yeah, only no, I know. Me too. We, I try not to eat too close to bed yeah. either. But for at least one hour before bed, if not more, avoid doing anything that is anxiety producing or stimulating, such as reading work email, or God help you, <laughs> checking social media. Or watching football. football. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> See, so. I, I play video games before I fall asleep, so and that's, that, does that stimulate me because I get probably, mad? Probably, yeah, 100%. Very stressful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, I get it get, these get the ruminative, worry-prone areas of your brain humming, oh, which absolutely. is what you don't want before bed. So, yes, nope. video games okay. before bed, that's a strike. Number five, for Uh-oh. folks who spend who have access, spend time in a sauna or hot tub prior to bed. Once you get into the cool bed, you're lowering your body temperature will signal your brain that it's time to sleep. Hmm. A hot bath or shower works too. That's yeah. interesting. Yep. The room should be cool, ideally in the mid-60s, which we like to sleep. Yep, which we, we do. 62 is usually when we, when we have our thermostat there. set. Yep. Use a cool mattress or one of the many bed cooling devices out there. They're also a great tool for couples who prefer different temperatures at night. We have a heated mattress pad. Sometimes you're sleeping with it on like 10 and I do not tap mine on when we sleep. Yeah. So it's all different. Yeah. Uh, Darken the room completely. Make it dark enough that you can't see your hand in front of your face with your eyes open if possible. If that's not achievable, use an eye shade. So that's a good one. Yeah, those are dark easy room. ones. Let's go. Dark room, easy. cold. Cold, dark yeah, We room. can do those. Give yourself enough time to sleep. What scientists, sleep scientists call uh, sleep opportunity. That means going to bed at least eight hours before you need to wake up, preferably nine hours. That's like that TikTok where people are like, I just really need to get more sleep. I'm not sleeping enough. And they're like, well, have you tried going to bed eight hours before you have to get up and they're like, oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. So it sounds simple, but so many people don't re, uh, like reverse engineer their days that way. So like your day actually, like you should think about it. Like your day begins when you go to bed. So when I go to bed tonight, that is in preparation for tomorrow. So technically my next day begins when you go to sleep, count it from that way. That one's a good one. Sounds simple, but a lot of us don't do that. Fix your wake-up time and don't deviate from it, even on the weekends. If you need flexibility, you can vary your bedtime, but make it a priority to budget for at least eight hours of bed in bed each night. So try to stick with a consistent schedule. We stayed up late last night. I was still up at three o'clock this morning. <laughs> I'm sorry, bodies just yeah. I made myself go back to sleep, that, so yeah, I did that, get two more hours of sleep. Yeah, that used to be how it was for me, where like I'd wake up at the same time no matter when I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, and your that's because that's what your body wants to do. That's why prioritizing going to bed at the Early, same time yeah. is so important because you're gonna wake up at the same time regardless. But I did try to make myself go to bed. Okay, we got two more or one more. <laughs> After we talk about all this stuff and all the bad stuff that we 
do before bed. Number 10 is don't obsess over your sleep, especially if you're having problems. If you need an alarm clock, make sure it's turned away from you so you can't see the numbers. Clock, clock watching makes it harder to fall asleep. We all know that because you're just like, okay, if I go to sleep right now, I'll get six and a half hours of sleep. If I go to bed right now, I'll get six hours yep, of sleep. And you exactly kind of watch, yeah, you watch that like time just keeps ticking off. So if you find yourself worrying about poor sleep scores, then just like don't track it as much and just let it happen kind of more naturally. So those are your 10, 10 things. Now look at that. We'll go to break, but going along with my constant message of find the one thing that you can do that can make the biggest impact. If you look at this list, what's the one thing that you're the worst at? Fix that. And that's going to make the biggest impact. Screens before bed for hey, you. You don't need to point at me. You just Shh. are like those, this. Sometimes I have to tell not... you to turn the brightness down because I have my eyeballs closed, my eyes closed, and it's bright to for me. For those that are listening, I have the finger point you right at me. You need to work on abstain from stimulating electronics right before. Mm, I also need tough. to do that yeah. as well. That's the one so, thing you can do to make the biggest impact. That do that first. That is the one thing I could do, yes. All right, let's go to break. All right, we'll be right back to wrap up this episode of Fitness Fanatics, 93.7 The Ticket. Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, final segment here on the show, talking a lot about sleep, which mm. I'm finding really good. Um, we're yeah. going to add, we just gave top 10 things you can do to help. Yeah, off air we were talking about, we were surprised that um, limiting caffeine is not yes, on so on we're that. adding number 11. Yeah, honestly, I think probably um, caffeine is probably like it wasn't on the top 10 because it's like a given. So it's probably like, like what would you put that in? What would be in, instead of one? It'd be above one. So what would that be like? One was alcohol. You know? Yeah, I know, but I think it'd be one A to one B. Yeah, right. I think yes. So, yes. Yeah, I think it'd be one A and then ca- alcohol one B probably. But um, so yes, that's what we're going to talk about in this last segment, really quick. Um, definitely a big sleep episode, which I love. Hopefully, you guys have gotten some really good tips, um, especially those 10, 10 uh, sleep tips for better sleep quality. But the thing with caffeine is, um, there is a Half-life of caffeine is up to six hours. So if you drink caffeine in the morning, six hours later, half of that caffeine is going to be still in your system. So that's why you should be limiting your caffeine before bed, like way before bed. So we were talking about that. I drink caffeine in the mornings, but I try not to drink it after noon. So I try not to. Sometimes I do. If I teach at night, I might have a little bit of caffeine, but I 100% know that it will be harder for me to fall asleep if I have like a monster Mm -hmm. um, at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah, it's definitely going to affect your quality of sleep. And there's so many people, and I used to say it too, I can drink caffeine right before bed and still fall asleep, no problem. But you are not measuring your quality of sleep. The ability to fall asleep doesn't really have any effect on your quality of sleep. Like if I have a lot to drink, I can fall asleep in like 30 seconds. Sure. Right. (laughs) I don't need a TV. I don't need electronics in my face. Right. I will be out in 10 seconds. I'm just just, like after a 10 week party. Yeah. For for a 10 week challenge and we get home, I'm just, I'm out in 10 seconds. Yeah. You, so that, does that mean that, you know, oh, alcohol is not a problem for my sleep? No, because I wake up. 
sweating, right. hot, <laughs> lips are dry, throat's dry, and I have to go to the bathroom. A little bit of a headache. Yep. Yeah. So it 100% <laughs> drinking caffeine before bed or close to bed within six hours of your sleep, you are uh, sacrificing your sleep quality. It does not matter if you're able to fall asleep. That just That's just showing how... Your ability to fall asleep quickly, and in fact, my aura ring will ding me too if I fall asleep. It's called your sleep latency, how long it takes you to fall asleep. And um, the sleep score on the aura ring is like, it has a bunch of different factors, and one of them is latency. And if I fall asleep, if it thinks that I fall asleep in like less than five minutes, four minutes, I think, it will ding me. That's like bad. You shouldn't mm. be falling asleep too quickly. And it also shouldn't take, it should take you about 15 minutes to actually fall asleep once you lay down. Ben, he's in REM sleep, 15 minutes, yeah. he's ready. Yeah, and that's what those uh, sleep, like hypnosis meditations mm -hmm. are good for that. They really are. Um, we did have a, a question about like, what's the ideal napping time? Like, does, it, does the book talk about anything no, with naps or he doesn't talk a ton about naps um but i think it's just kind of taking that nap and then making sure that it's not affecting your sleep kind of at night so me we, taking a nap definitely will. yeah so we were talking about that off air ben and we were this way when we were younger too like a nap in the middle of the day first of all you're gonna wake up feeling groggy um and then you're gonna have trouble falling asleep mm -hmm. at night but that's because that's not like your routine. Our routine is to take a nap. So that is restorative to us. But there are windows of napping. So like you either want to take that quick power nap like Ben Garver, yep. the listener, um, takes 30-minute naps are good. You either want to stay out of a full sleep cycle. Like don't try to get that full light sleep, deep sleep back to REM. You either want to like or you want to sleep for like 90 minutes and get a full sleep cycle in, which is what we do typically, is, or you do. We get three hours of Gilmore Girl, three shows, three episodes <laughs> of Gilmore Girls, and we're good. That's our napping TV show. We yeah, watch so Gilmore that's Girls. like 40 minutes. Yeah, it's about an hour if, and a half. If we wake up and Netflix is like, are you still watching? Then we know that was a good nap. <laughs> that's right. Yes, right. yes. We hit those cycles. Yes. So, I mean, if that's something that you're interested in, do in a little um, of your own research. Of course, don't ever like take what we say as like, you know, change your whole life because of right. what we say on fitness fanatics. Um, definitely try to fit it into your life. Do your own research. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say maybe look up some of the resources for this book. So if you just look up, I'm sure if you just look up outlive book resources, he has them listed. It was that website. I told you, um, that you can find a lot of these resources without even reading the book, but I thought it was just interesting. Um, sleep is something that we want to, that we talk about, we don't talk about it enough. Wanted to be able to talk about it. This was just a great, like, you know, springboard to get that content. I don't know um, if we really ever it. talked about it. I know. It was good. Yeah. It was good. And we just got basically into like a chapter of yeah. the book. It's a great book. Yes. I would recommend it. But yeah, we'll have to dive into some of the other aspects, the exercise and the nutrition aspects, maybe in future shows. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Sounds good. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. We appreciate Ben rolling out of bed to come in here yep. to take over for Harrison. It was Hopefully awesome having Harrison's you on. Hopefully Harrison's feeling better. Definitely hope 
Harrison's yeah. feeling better. Gets and hopefully you'll be back with us sometime. Yeah. So no, we'd love to have this is you. too early for him. He's too early for him. So. Well, yeah. we, we won't be coming on the Daily Nebraska show at midnight either. No, absolutely so. not. All right. Okay. Well, take care. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the football today. We'll be back next Sunday. Have a good one.